Riversports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Com Construction and Tin Internet. Reacting to today's practice, ROX Rocks Heating and Air presents Stokely and Zach. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built for time. And we be there. Ah, oh, and we are here. Oh, think of the time. You don't have to think about it. It is right here. It is right Hot now. Love so strange. Said Said now. Now. How you doing today, Brandon Stokely? I'm doing great. Hot, Woo. but great. First day at camp. Always good to be back uh, watching the Broncos get ready for another season, man. So a lot of fun, a lot of energy, a lot of excitement, and we're here right across the street uh, enjoying it all. Yes, we are, and I noticed uh, the show before us. Man, they broke right on time today. They broke right on time because it Go is. Figure. It is. Go figure. It is. Like, uh-huh. like a lot of times we come and it's like 12.02, like, oh, you guys went a little bit long. Yeah. Right on time today because we are, uh, we're we're outside. We're we're with the fans. We are the fan. We're one for the fan. We're with the fans. We're outside. We're doing a live show right across the street from Centura uh, Training Center uh, is what we're going with. Um, it's about 95 degrees. Uh, we're out here like the fans are. It is ex- an extremely hot day for the first day of training camp. It really is, uh, but it's great. It's all right. Um, I'll take it. I'll sweat. I need to sweat. It's all good. And uh, football season's here. Yep. Broncos football season's here. It officially started today. And we're going to be breaking it down every single day. Um, right in the mix, right in the middle. So much change. Uh, seems like we've said this every year. Yeah, it's but been a lot true of every optimism, year. Right? Yeah, no, a lot of optimism always comes with change sure, for the most sure, part, sure, especially yeah. right away. Yeah. And this year, the big change is Sean Payton. So I love it. Um, certainly a different practice than what we saw last year. And there we go. <laughs> Certainly a different practice uh, than we saw. More of what I'm used to seeing in the NFL, yep. that style of practice. So, you know, crisp practice, just helmets and the little patty things on top. Uh, uh, they call them shells, not shoulder pads. They're like the spider soft things just to, so when you're not going, you know, really all out full speed, it just protects you a little bit more, but it's not shoulder pads. And But it was a crisp Full speed practice. Um, so a good way to start day one. I thought check, you know, check mark for the Broncos. You passed day one for me. That's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah, there was no moment like in practice where it was like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Like, oh, my gosh, this is a, a, a disaster of a series where maybe things need to get, you know, started uh, or, or, or restarted rather. Um, for the most part, you're right. Pretty clean. Um, and, you know, uh, Sean Payton. He's doing things a little bit different. You know, one of my first observations from uh, a practice is, and, and you could say it's a small thing, um, but no music. I mean, That's right. No, you brought that up. No music at all. I mean, nothing in warm-ups, nothing, nothing. Uh, and obviously, that is Sean Payton, and that is intentional. Yeah, it certainly is Sean Payton. That's um, That was a great takeaway by you I, I i didn't even realize i wasn't even thinking about it you know and you came up and you're like hey big takeaway early on there's no music i'm like you're right we're used to the all right let's go to the podium sean payton at the podium it's smooth you know we kind of go through those first four days three days and then we back up and start again today um with the with the installation so a lot of the same stuff they're getting for the second time and and pretty soon we'll be in pads and we'll go from there. So 
Any questions? Coach, uh, the other day you made some strong comments that made the papers. Uh, I was just wondering why. Why you? Yeah, listen. I had I had one of those moments where I still had my fox hat on, and and not my coaching hat on, and. Uh, you know, I said this to the team in the meeting yesterday. We've had a great offseason relative to that. You know, and I've been preaching that message. And here I am, the veteran, um, you know, stepping in it. And, uh, you know, it was it was a learning experience for me. It was a mistake, obviously. I needed a little bit more filter. Um, you know, there's a pound of flesh for these guys. And, and as a coach, you stick up for them. And after a while, you know, we're past that season last year and, and, you know, I said what I said, and, and obviously I needed it a little bit more uh, restraint, and uh, I regret that. Um, that being said, what I told the team is, you know, if it can happen, and I, I'm th- I think I'm pretty good relative to working with the media and, and pretty savvy, and I just had one of those moments. Jared's a good friend, uh, real good at his job, and uh, two lattes in the morning, first, first one I see, and... 40 minutes later, I'm, I'm regretting it. So uh, it is what it is. Yeah, listen, absolutely. And, and these guys, and, and I said it to them last night, you guys deserve the best teaching in the world. We're going to give it to you. They really do. Um, they're the best players in the world. And, and they, deserve, um, they deserve a chance. And now it's not going to be easy. And, uh, yeah. I listen. I, I I'm not afraid of of the expectation. We I've talked with several people about you know being used to contending for the postseason. You don't take it for granted, but um, that mindset needs to be present here. And and so yeah, I, I I see this as a team that has that ability, and it's our job to bring out bring it out in them. Yeah, look. That, that, the, the, both both of those, the front office and the ownership, are the two reasons I came here. So George and I are close. He was one of the big attractions. He and ownership. My my point was, it was just across the board organizationally. It wasn't one person. And uh, yeah, so they're good. As you know, Robert Sala commented about it after reading the article. He said what he said about the Are you going to? Yeah, at the right time, and I think I think the world of Robert. I know him. I don't know Nathaniel, but um, yeah, at the right time. I mean, listen, I it certainly will bring more interest to the game and when we play him. But um, but that seems like years from now. Um, but I'll handle it the right way. Yeah, you make a good point. We're we're in this phase still, so we've yet to see any of these players with pads on. I've seen Tony because we had him in New Orleans, um, and so I tell the coaches all the time: let's not, you know, be instant evaluators. Let's be. Let's be slow to judge. Let's rotate these guys through with the first and second and third groups. Let's not, you know, get stuck on where we think guys might be. And then gradually we'll have a chance. Right now it's what are you doing? Do you know how to get lined up? Do you understand what we're doing so that when you do have the pads on and we're in those preseason games or scrimmages that 
because it's hard to evaluate someone if, if they're having trouble learning what to do or if they're slow to do it. And so um, it is a little early, but they're, they're certainly bright, willing to learn. They're working hard. Um, that's kind of where they're at. Yeah, you have those moments. Um, look, he's, he's certainly grasping what we're doing defensively. There's less... Um, there's less change defensively, structurally. Um, I'm, there's some things that are new. Offensively, it's completely different. But uh, but it, he, I think he's doing well. I think he's doing well. I, I think he's I think he's got good instincts, and uh, we'll just keep progressing with him. Pardon? He'll be on that program. We've got three different groups of players. You know, some of the older guys, um, I mentioned this before, obviously anyone who was injured last year and then, you know, that middle range group that we think are just uh, moderate risk. So we'll kind of have a schedule for them. You saw a few guys that, that weren't dressed today. This happened to be their, their day where they were going to be down. Um, with each of these guys, it's different. Yeah, I do. Um, I mean, the point I just made with them now is we're at that, we're at that point. You know, we're going to watch this film. We got to begin reducing the mistakes. You know, and and not letting a mistake you had repeat itself. And so, part of the evaluation is, you know, do these can they learn? And because it's hard to evaluate if they can't. And uh, but I think overall, uh, I'm pleased with with where they're at. Uh, the assignments. We'll look at the tape for today. Um, defensively, we did a number of good things today. And, uh, yeah, we just keep going. How long does it take for everyone to kind of understand what's going on in practice and how long It's a good question. I think each night when we meet, I'll bring up things that I'm seeing that I want changed or I like. Um, I don't know that that ever stops. You know, you're coaching the coaches on what what you want in the drills, what you want in the periods, and – um, I'm fortunate to have experience, and I'm also fortunate enough to have some younger coaches that I think have great ability and upside. Um, so it's it's kind of an ongoing thing, you know. And, and I think one of the traits you look for in people, you know, are they um, are they willing or able to take coaching? You know, um, you know, can they laugh at themselves? We always use that analogy. You know, that if they can, they probably can accept criticism, and, and that's a good trait. No, but I do though. Well, yeah. I mean, look, I, you want to you want to play it like a game, and that's what we're trying to simulate. You know, it's hard to practice the spontaneous moments that take place in a game. So if you if you break down a whole game, you know, two thirds of it happens in the pocket the way it's supposed to. A third of it, there's a there's a a movement adjustment. There's pressure there's all sorts of things that can take place and so i'm comfortable when i see you know him climbing and taking off because you know one of those plays is like a 30 yard gain and and how else do you practice that and then the same way with the scramble drill when we're out of the pocket um you just begin working on that all the time and i think it's one of the things he does well in this in the framework uh, of a play is when something breaks down and he flushes, a lot of times good things happen. So 
you, you have to practice that and then get everyone on the same page when it happens. Um, that's you know a fair question. I'd probably be a better question for him. I, he looks like he's in really good shape. I don't have a good recall as to his weight a year ago, um, but me personally, I'm always mindful of receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, DBs. You know, I like that weight. They come in right out of college. You know, and occasionally you you can put on some additional weight with strength, but. Um, but too much in an off season, you know, can slow you down, and and so he looks good now. He's moving around well. I, I know we, I don't know what his weight is particularly. I, I could guess, but but I know it, it was what we wanted when we left for the summer break. Sean, your offenses in New Orleans are always among the quickest in the league in time between snaps and throw. Yeah. How, how much of that is foundationally here in training camp in terms of just building that snap? Well, um, hopefully. We're emphasizing it. You know, it's in and out, up and down, on and off. In and out, up and down, on and off. And, it, and there's, and and so, it can be, um, it can be draining for the receivers that were just down the field in a four-play script. But um, you you see us talking about tempo all the time. Let's go, let's go. You know, and um, it's a way for the offense to pressure the defense a little bit. So we're not talking about hurry up or no huddle. It's just we want the tempo to be such that it's that it's really, really fast and it's different. And substitutions will begin practicing some of that. But um, but I think we're still I mean, we're not there yet. But um, it, it becomes easier when guys know everything cold. You know, it's it's hard to practice tempo when you know if you don't know what to do, you want to buy time, right? All of us, you, you want to buy time with a. A test or something, and, and so, um, but we're trying to stress them, and, and so when the game comes, it's a little slower. Just his movement, uh, you know. I, I think uh, overall we've been pleased there. It's it's still early, you know. Um, all of these guys, the, the minute we start getting into some padded work, I think we're going to have a much better handle on, and then. Uh, you know, we get into a preseason game here in a couple of weeks. We're going to have joint practices at some point, but um, but so far the impression's been good. Anything else? So I was with him twice. I hired him. I can't recall the first time. Um, uh, he was with me for a stretch of five or six years uh, as a quarterback coach, and then. He went to Detroit, and then he was back in New Orleans with us, and then uh, we lost him to the Chargers, and then um, fortunately we were able to get him back. He's someone that I know very well. He's extremely bright, really smart. Um, it helps to have uh, it helps to have someone you're familiar with that's handling a lot of the day-to-day -day stuff because sometimes day-to-day -day I can't be in that room. And Pete Carmichael did that a lot, quite a bit for, for me in New Orleans and was very, very good at it. Um, and, and Joe's doing a really good job. And, and working with the coaches, you know, they'll keep me updated. Um, things change. I give them a hard time. You know, the whole group of them get together. I walk in, I don't understand half of what's on the board. And I'm like, what, what took place? And they tell me why. And then I agree to two-thirds of it and then get rid of the other third. Um, it's pretty much how those meetings are going. But... But all good ideas, and Johnny Morton is someone that 
has been with me on several occasions. Of course, Declan Doyle, Zach Street, you know, and, and then the other coaches, they're, they're all getting up to speed. But, um, but yeah, it's look, when, when you bring in a staff that's new, you have that three or two month period where they're just, we're all at the hotel and you, you got, you know, you're here all the time. And so people have asked me, how do you like Denver? And I said, well, I, I know my way around from here to the Hilton and now I know Route 25 is important in this city. And uh, outside of that, um, I just haven't been out as much. Thanks. All right, that was Sean Payton after training camp practice number two. Plenty to react to as we are live here. I want to tell you, training camp 2023 is on the air thanks to Ting Internet. If you live in Centennial, make Ting your light speed internet provider for as low as $89 a month. Go to ting.com slash centennial for more information. We're live across the street from Centura Training Center. It's Brandon Stokely and myself for our, our seventh training camp uh, together. And we are live with uh, Cecil Lammy as well. Uh, we didn't even really get to uh, our our thoughts, and we'll sort of recap practice here in a second. Um, Cease, uh, let me ask you just your impression of day one. Uh, yeah. Of, of, uh, well, it's not technically day one for you, but right. if, for the fans and, and really uh, ramping it up. Yeah, ramping it up with gassers at the end. At the end, they lined everybody up. Hey, practice is over. Double horn. No, 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 guys. Sean Payton wants you to run. And they ran gassers. It was awesome to see. Football is back. Now, I don't think it was a great day of practice for Russell Wilson. Saw him holding on to the ball too long. Saw him running too many times. This offense is predicated on getting rid of the ball quickly. All the stuff from the offseason that we couldn't say, now we can finally say it. They're going to use short passes to set up those deep shots. They're going to run the hell out of the ball. We saw multiple run formations today, eye formation, power eyes, stuff like that. But it was Russell Wilson maybe not hitting those hitches, not hitting those routes quick enough. Guys were getting open. You need Russ to see it, understand it, and get rid of it faster because running the ball out here doesn't do anything. Throw picks. You know who threw a lot of picks, and he did throw one that was tipped. He was late throwing it to Cortland, got tipped by in, by Justin Simmons. Caden Stearns then gathered it in for a great play. But that was because Russ held on to the ball too long. He was too late on throwing that pass, patted the ball, alerted that Simmons, uh, the ball was coming in. So a uh, little rougher day for Russell Wilson to start things off. Stoke, uh, after we are watching our first training camp practice, what was um, something that stuck out to you, something that you wanted to react to? Yeah, I just thought it was a good, solid practice, you know, overall. Um, and and the, the the difference between last year and this year uh, is, um, you know, more of, more of what I'm used to seeing this year uh, and how practice is, is supposed to be run. You know, Cecil talked about running the gassers uh, after practice, right? And it's probably 50 and back, you know, that kind of deal. Cecil, 25 yeah. and back, whatever yes. the case may be. But getting in that extra little conditioning, right? I mean, it's not supposed to be easy. It's hot out here. You got you got the helmet on, um, and, you know, you just had a couple-hour practice. You're a little bit tired, whatever, first day. And, you know, we're going to finish off with a little conditioning. You, you, you need to be conditioned. The, these games are won and lost in the fourth quarter, yep. right? Not the first not the first quarter. And so it's all about uh, keeping your conditioning up even during training camp, right? I mean, you think that uh, all of a sudden all that work that you put in the offseason, now you're going to stop conditioning, right? I know you're running on the football field, but, you know, those those offensive linemen aren't doing a lot of conditioning. So uh, keep your conditioning up. I like that aspect of it. And uh, so I think overall, first day of practice, right? What did we talk about yesterday during the war room? Hey, this offense is new. 
right? So to CISO's point, I mean, Russell's going to have some times where he's holding the ball a little bit long or early on. He's trying to learn this thing. So are the players. Yep. So it's not always on him. Sometimes it might be on a receiver not being in the right place. So everyone's trying to learn this, and everyone's trying to grow in this offense. It's new to everyone. So you're going to see some moments, especially offensively, where it just doesn't look like we had hoped it would look. Yeah. Cease. Uh, uh, one of my uh, observations here is uh, Javante, and we're and we're we're, we're going to react to some of the stuff that Sean Payton said here shortly. Right. Um, but uh, Javante Williams, man, he's like first guy that's touching the ball in in team. He's got the leg brace on naturally, uh, so n- not worried about that. But just the way he's moving and the right. way he's planting his feet, I. I w- That's a big brace, by the way. Just it is. That it is. Like it it's took bulky. His whole yeah. leg. I yeah. mean, it's like, oh my gosh, that thing looks huge. Now, I was, I just caught a glance of it, but it looked like it's massive. It's, yeah, it, it ahead, is sorry. massive. But that no, was a big I, takeaway for me is like. That's a big, big brace. It is, and and I'm I'm curious if that will be the case uh, at the end of camp. You know, is that gonna is is that gonna be on your leg for the season? Would you think? Well, what did we see with Cortland Sutton? You know, he he kept that he deep brace on had the first it on, right? year. Yeah. Um, and then what did we see from uh, who was the other guy? I thought uh, another guy had uh, his knee brace on the whole time, but Cortland had it on the whole first year. So yeah. I guess everyone's probably different here. Can we at least get to a year with Javante? That's what I'm wondering. Like, is the brace on that long? Because he looks like he's back. Now, he's never been fast. No one ever say that. But on that first play that you mentioned, he slipped on that knee, and he was able to gather himself and show burst. He wasn't walking gingerly afterwards like – I want to see him take contact on that knee, maybe in the preseason, maybe not. But we've seen it all offseason where he's cutting, he's bursting, he's showing that he is back. And it's incredible to think of a multi-ligament knee injury to be back in nine months, whatever That's the number insane. is. It's Adrian Peterson-level Wolverine recovery. Wolverine blood, wasn't that Russ or whatever? Yeah, like yeah. This is, is odd wow. that he is able to be that quick and cut that way on that knee. But he's doing it, and he's been doing it for most of the offseason. Yeah, he looked good. He, he did. did. He looked yeah. good. He looked good. Yep. But, Zach, what did I tell you? I said, this is what I expect to see from him. We talked about it. This is what I expect to see. They're putting him on the practice field. He's good to go. Yeah. Right? He's going to be good to go. So it's not a surprise because if he wasn't going to look like that, he would have started on pup. And so this is what I expected to see from him. It's a great sign, obviously. And and hopefully it just continues. He should get more comfortable. Yeah. And then we'll see, like Cecil said, what it's going to look like during preseason games, if he's going to play, um, if he's not going to play, whatever the case may be. But so far, that's a that's a huge deal here for the Broncos. That Javante's on the football field, looks great. And uh, now we're just continue evaluating it as we move forward and 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 it's one thing and we're hanging out with uh see salami uh presented by champ honda it's one thing for you to tell me it because you had been saying that right so i sit there and i listen i shake my head and i take your word for it but it's another thing to actually be out here and see it with your own eyes yeah 10 months after a devastating multi-ligament injury and i again it's not like i didn't believe you but when i physically see him planting and slipping and still show, showing that burst as you said i just i felt like you didn't believe him a little uh, bit a little so just I mean, you just know, a, like a little that, you know, behind your back he was like i don't know if i believe right. cecil but but then you just see it and you're like damn he might be a full full go at the start of this season and that legitimately changes my view of the Denver Broncos in the month of September. And don't forget, they have to win those games early in the season. Yeah. But the other thing, you know, on top of that, though, Zach, even though he looks like this, I still think 
there's going to be a plan for him in place. Yeah, I, sure. I do. You know, I don't think it's going to be giving the football 25 times a game, right? Well, that's where so, I was going to bring up Samaji Pirine, yeah. because if we look at the way Pirine looked today as a receiver and a runner, like showing burst and more speed than Javante. Again, Javante's not a fastback, but Samaji's done a really good job of rounding out his game. So that plan, Stoke, I think is 50-50. Yeah. Get used to it. We all love Javante. Right. I think he's going to touch the ball about half the times. You had the stat of 11 touches a game for the number two back under Sean Payton. Yep, last six years in New Orleans. Might be a little bit higher. Might be closer to 50-50, and that's just a wise plan for Javante and the way this team wants to run the ball. Yeah, uh, but I'm, I, am, I am just so pleasantly encouraged by what we saw out there uh, from Javante Williams. Uh, we are right across the street from Centura Training Center. Here. Yeah, we're getting some uh, Some of our great listeners are, are kind of hanging out. Uh, even some of our listeners dressed up, got the luchador mask on. Uh, oh. Bronco Libro. Oh. I love it. Oh. I <laughs> if you are uh, leave, leaving training camp practice and you want to come My say uh, hello. Own sticker. He's Bronco got his, Libre. He's own got sticker. his own love, sticker. Love that it. is hilarious. That is too good. Um, our analysis at Training Camp 2023 presented by Rocks Heating and Air. That's ROX Rocks Heating and Air. Cecil, what else do you want to get to before we let you go? What else stuck out to you today? Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin's a player. Uh, stuck on the running backs, but uh, everyone needs to monitor that situation. They want to look at a speed back. Tyler Beatty's not going to necessarily let that job go as the speed back. But Jaleel McLaughlin, as predicted, was out there making big play after big play. Also working as a returner. So you want someone that could take Montreal Washington's job? It's fine. Your third back might be that undrafted kid from Youngstown State. Love wow. Love All right. It. Great stuff, Cecil Lamy. Cecil is going to be joining us uh, throughout training camp. Uh, there's There'll be some times where... And, and obviously, uh, some of you guys know this, some of you guys don't, but Stokely and I are going to do uh, the noon to three shift. Uh, so we get to hit that old Stokely and Z from noon to three ah, uh, like we used to before yeah. we changed time slots. But we still may miss some of the end of practice. So CISA will come and fill in some of those gaps like you informed us at the gassers. They right. had him doing conditioning yes. after practice. I absolutely love it. Cecil, thanks for being here. Appreciate you guys. We are live from Training Camp 2023 in the Denver's 30 years along the front range. You can visit them at conconstruction.com. Okay, uh, as I mentioned, we are live in the denversports.com zone right across the street from uh, Centura Training Center. Uh, Let's react to what Sean Payton stepped up to the microphone and said right out of the gate addressing the controversial comments to the USA Today. A hard pivot from Sean Payton just one day later, and we'll cover it next. Live from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023, thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, ROX Rocks Heating and Air presents Stokely and Zach. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning, all electric and built Ford Tough. Alright, so we are live in the DenverSports.com zone. Right across the street from Centura Training Center. Uh, if you see us, say hello. Maybe honk your horn. Show us some love. Love uh, hearing that. Uh, met some great listeners during the commercial break. Um, we heard from Sean Payton. So we watched practice, and we'll continue to get into some of our observations from training camp practice for, for all intents and purposes, like the first day. First day of fans. First day kind of, you know, uh, not, not, not full go-go, but we'll work our way up to that point. Yeah. Um, we heard from Sean Payton, who was the biggest story 
in the NFL yesterday, maybe until uh, Joe Burrow uh, got carted off the field uh, with a calf strike. Yeah. It was Sean Payton. I mean, yep. it was Sean Payton, wire to wire, leading Sports Center, leading NFL Live, leading these national uh, uh, talk shows all around the country, local uh, as well. Um, Sean Payton addressed it, and we weren't sure how he was going to go about it. What was your before we play the cutback? Because he addressed it head on. What? Do, how did you think he was going to operate? I thought he was going to operate like he did um, when they asked him about his comments on the gambling. When he had already said it and he was just done with saying it, um, I thought he was just going to say, hey, I've already I've already spoken on it. I'm moving on. Uh, I thought that's the way he was going to handle it. Uh, so I was a little bit surprised that he actually talked about it and, um, you know, raised his hand. He did. I can appreciate that. Raised his hand. And so that was, uh, that was very interesting. I, I wasn't expecting him to raise his hand up like that and say I was wrong. And yeah. that's what he did. And that's really what he did. This is Sean Payton. This is the first interaction uh, for, from the press conference uh, a short time ago. Yeah, listen, I had, I had one of those moments where I still had my Fox hat on and not my coaching hat on. And, uh, you know, I said this to the team in the meeting yesterday. We've had a great offseason relative to that. You know, and I've been preaching that message. And here I am, the veteran, um, you know, stepping in it. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a learning experience for me. It was a mistake, obviously. I needed a little bit more filter. Um, you know, there's a pound of flesh for these guys. And, and as a coach, you stick up for them. And after a while, you know, we're past that season last year. And, and you know, I said what I said. And, and obviously, I needed it a little bit more uh, restraint. And uh, I regret that. Um, that being said, what I told the team is, you know, if it can happen, and I, I'm th- I think I'm pretty good relative to working with the media and, and pretty savvy and I just had one of those moments. Jared's a good friend, uh, real good at his job and uh, two lattes in the morning, first first one I see and 40 minutes later I'm, I'm regretting it so uh, it is what it is. Zach, there's so, so much it wasn't, that. It wasn't uh, uh, two, two cocktails <laughs> right. like you might, you, you were kind of like it sounded like that's what it was. It was, it was a dang latte. Yes. He was, he was, he was, he was on a second up. latte. Too hyped up, too much caffeine in the system that oh early in the morning. Gosh. Absolutely love it. I'm going to take a victory lap on this one. Yes, go I'm ahead. I'm going to take a victory yes. lap. Yes, do it. I'm going to take it. a victory do lap. It. This do is it. how exactly how I read it. I knew he messed up. He screwed up. And that's not the right approach from your head coach. And you don't be calling out other people. You're not going to win anything. And he owned it. And he said that. He regretted it. And so, um, you know, some people were trying to say, well, no, it's great that he did that. No, it was never great that he did that. And he regrets that he did that. And he's owned it. He apologized that he did that. And like you said, it was hypocritical, right? You're telling the team one thing, you know, let, let's stay low-key, anonymous donors or whatever the case may be. And then you're going to go out there and make it all about them on day one of camp and all about you. That's not how he wanted to do it. He slipped up. He made a big mistake. He made a mistake. He regretted it. Yep. He's owning it, which yep. I like. So I can appreciate it. At least he got up there and owned it, you know, like a big boy. Yeah. That's the way I view it. You want to know what, Stoke? No no joke, okay? No joke. And this has nothing to do. This conversation is sort of separate from Sean Payton and the, and the, and, and the NFL fit and what he can do for the Broncos. Because we all agree that this is, this, is the, this, is, this is the guy, right? This is, this, is, this is the right guy. And so this is separate from that. But I want to say this. I like Sean Payton more today than I did an hour ago. Yeah. I really did. People who are are willing to say, I screwed up, and he didn't just stop there. He used it as a teaching moment for the team. 
uh, less than 200 yards from here, Bradley Chubb gets arrested. Bradley, less than 200 yards from where we are, he gets arrested from yeah. wh- where we're sitting, right? And I remember he gets arrested because he did, he did something stupid, got a speeding ticket or whatever, doesn't show up to court, right? He gets pulled over. And now, now, now you got to go cross the street to Arapahoe you know, County Correction Center. Yeah. And they asked Vic. They said, Vic, did, did, did you talk about, about it with the team? It was like, no. No. No, it's just moving. Say, hold on a second. This was an opportunity to make it a teaching moment. Sean Payton used his own screw-up within the 24-hour period that he did it as an example of what not to be. And if I'm pretty good at it, I'm pretty right. savvy, hey, you guys can get caught in this. Learn from me and learn from my mistake. Absolutely 10 out of 10 response for me. Yes, um, exactly. And, and I think it's it's one of those things where, you know, he, like he he's, he's not expecting the players to be perfect uh, right. along the journey either, especially when it comes to, you know, just trying to stay low-key and, and – and, you know, low key on social media and everything that they do, and, and I think they've done a great job. Have, you know, for the most have. part. And then there's your coach, and there's your coach screwing it all up. The one that is, you know, the boss, and the one that was, um, you know, that that's his message. And so, but look, own it, own it, and um, like he did, that's all you can do. Yeah, right. Take responsibility for it. And he did that. I'm with you. I, I do. I do. I I don't like that he's he's making us sit on top of the hill in the sun and like a little bitty area, and he's making everything so difficult for the local media. I don't like that at all. I can tell you that. Okay, um, but I do like uh, the fact, like you said, that that he he's he's accepting that responsibility. He's not. You know, sometimes you get these coaches that are just their ego is just so big. Yes. Or just people in general. Yes. Where they can't even realize that, man, dude, you screwed up big time there. Yeah. You don't call out Nathaniel Hackett from last year. That never happens. You don't call out the coach and what he did. Who cares what he did? That's that's old news. You're moving on. That was your message. And now you're looking back. You're bringing more attention to your players. And so he, he messed up in a big, big way, but he owned it. He owned it, man. He owned it and used it as a teaching lesson and, and actually went so far to say uh, that he will, at the right time, reach out to Robert Sala and apologize. I reach out to Nathaniel Hackett. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, and if I'm Nathaniel I, Hackett, I don't want him to reach out to me. Like, he crossed the line. Like, whatever, man. You know, like, you you. He crossed the line. Yeah, we all knew it was bad. We saw it was bad. Look, he got fired, you know, a little over halfway through his first year. That's, like, almost that's almost unprecedented. Yeah, right. And so it was a disaster. Yep. But, you know, that, that was a low blow. That was that was like a, you know, Mike Tyson biting Holyfield's ear. Yeah. You know, you, you hit him below the belt on that one, and it was unnecessary. The bell had rung, and he cold-cocked him. Well, unnecessary. The, well, the the, the bell the, the the bell wasn't scheduled to ring. There wasn't supposed to be a fight. <laughs> Hacker didn't realize he wasn't about to get. He wasn't in any ring. Any ring. He was in New York minding his business. I'll tell you how this is going to go, though. I don't think Sean Payton will reach out to Nathaniel Hackett. No. But he will find him pregame week five. Oh no, he won't. No. 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 You don't think so? No. 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 It's gone. It's done. Whatever. You, you're focused on the game at that point. You're not worried about you know mending fences with the assistant coach. You're trying to win a football game. Do you think uh, he'll reach out to him before that? That's a good one. I'm not. I'm not sure about that. Uh, like he said, Salah. That's a different story. He didn't really do anything to him. You know? No. Um, uh, he called out the Jets, uh, but he was wrong when he called out the Jets. That, they that, didn't even want to do hard knocks, and he's throwing that in there. So they were the first team ever forced to do it. Right. So um, I. Uh, 
I don't know. I would say no. He's not going to reach out to Hackett. It's, it's just it's it was a bad deal. You apologize here. Um, you know, it's not. Maybe he does. Maybe he does reach out and tries to apologize. But if I'm Nathaniel Hackett, I don't even want to hear it. Oh that's man, kind of, that's kind of, that, that's how bad it was. Uh, that's how that's how much of a cheap shot it was. But it's over with. Um, and we were all waiting to see what he would, how he would respond to the question. There it was, Mike Kliss, question one. Question and one. And you know what? He answered it, and he took responsibility for it. And uh, like you said, I, um, I can appreciate that, and, and I, I, I do. I, I think I like him a little bit better now than I did a couple hours ago. You think about the times where Vic screwed up, like on the football field, and he just refused to admit it. He just had such a problem with admitting it. And even when he did... He circled back a few weeks later and said, "No, I take that back." Basically, like I, I was, I was right the whole time. Yeah, we didn't screw up that that, that clock management. Right, that wasn't screwed up. Right. We didn't screw up the timeouts. No, no, we were fine. It's like you know, it's just hard for some of these guys. Um, and I think Sean Payton. Uh, and I'm going to say this now. I don't mean it as an insult. I think he's got a huge ego. So for him to to swallow that pill of humility, um, less than 24 hours after it broke, uh, is is uh, interesting to say the le- uh, least. Uh, we're live from Training Camp 2023 in the DenverSports.com zone. Thanks to our friends from Con Construction, Colorado-owned and family-operated commercial general contracting for over 30 years along the front range. You can visit them at ConConstruction.com. Other observations from our first day out at Training Camp is coming up next. From the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, ROX Rock Seating and Air presents Stokely and Zach. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built for tough. DenverSports.com zone right across the street from where the Broncos had practice. Hey, if you guys, uh, you and your family, if you're going to be making it out to camp, um, just plan on stopping by the DenverSports.com zone after you're done. We're right across the street. You can uh, maybe, instead of going to your car, just walk across the street and uh, come say hi. Got some games. And on a hot day like today, and it is hot, there's almost nothing better than an ice-cold water. And so you can stop by the DenverSports.com zone and grab a bottle of water Thanks to our friends at Gravinas. Will Peterson from DenverSports.com. Uh, you just took in the first practice. Um, what are your observations? Uh, I thought the defense had a pretty good day. Caden Stearns, the play of the day on the diving interception. Um, he's we actually be... haven't got to that. Go ahead okay. and recap that. Well, Justin Simmons tipped it. Caden Stearns picked it off. It's going to be very curious if Caden Stearns can sort of finally live up to the hype. Really take Kareem Jackson's job. That's that's kind of what's on the line for him and what's on the line for Kareem. I thought he was the best player on the field today for the Broncos. And then Riley Moss, I think a lot of people just want to give this number two corner job to Damari Mathis. Obviously, K1 Williams is a slot guy. And why? Why are we just giving it to Damari Mathis? Why can't rookie Riley Moss come in and, and take that job? He had a couple pass breakups today that he looked did. to me like that's a kid week one against Las Vegas. Could be starting. I, I think, uh, yeah, look. I, I'm not ready to quite go there yet. The one pass breakup, uh, he was grabbing and holding, you know. Uh, and and we, that's the other thing we didn't have. We don't have refs out there. Ooh. Not today anyway. Yeah, good right? point. Uh, but he was grabbing and holding because I was, I was watching uh, because it, it, it was it was like seeing a unicorn that came out of um, hibernation or something. We thought it was extinct, and then there it was. 
the white cornerback made its return. I thought I put it. I, pu- I thought I put it uh, to bed uh, years ago, but there it was yes. out of nowhere, and they, so my eyes it. just went right to it. You know, and, and there is beautiful, beautiful unicorn out there, and so he was grabbing a little bit there. Whatever he did have a couple of nice plays, and you're right. And look, I, I I don't think this. I don't think Vance Joseph, Sean Payton are gonna are beholden to you know Mathis being the starter opposite of Pat Sertan. If Riley Moss can keep making plays and show that the the moment's not too big for him, I I I, I, I think we'll see him on the football field. Well, that's what I'm getting at. It's not like he's coming in and I'm sitting here today saying after one day of training camp right. he's going to take Ronald Darby's job, some established vet's job. All anyone remembers Demari Mathis for, he got a little better. I'll give him that. But the four PIs on Monday Night Football, so that's why. <laughs> oh so, God, I forgot like, about that for a second. Oh yeah, four PIs in LA against that's the right, Chargers. That's right. No good. Recall. That's why I feel like I can come in and say, hey, a rookie could start because again, it's not that bold. He's not coming right. in and taking an established vet's job. Demari Mathis isn't an established vet. Any other big takeaway uh, for you? How practice was run? You know, Cecil came on. They ran gassers after practice. Uh, some conditioning, which. You know, last year would have been uh, punishment by uh, uh, going to to the to the penitentiary over there if you if you had to do conditioning afterwards. So much different. What was your big takeaway? Anything else? Yeah, I, I mean, listen, you you hit the nail on the head with that stuff already. Day one, you can tell it's going to be a different camp, which we're all ready for, prepared for. But guys, how about Russell Wilson? Hamming it up for the crowd on his 80-yard touchdown run. He's going to get sacked by Zach Allen. I'm sitting there watching with a couple people, and we all go, that's a sack, that's a sack. It it wasn't even in question. But Russ gets out of there, and the defenders stop. He doesn't stop at the 30, the 40, the 50, the 40. He has to go all the way, and the loudest cheer of the day, the loudest cheer of the day was Russell Wilson running. And I, I, I love Broncos fans, and I know they want something to cheer about because they drove out here, but it's like, do they know that would have been a sack? I think they do. I think they do. I don't know. And they're just trying to get Russ pumped up. But it was it was funny because it's part of me like, hey, listen, hustle. Always hustle. Finish plays, this and that. But part of me is like, really, Russ? <laughs> you, you didn't need to run that 80 yards into the end zone. I, I think you're right. And I think, you know, uh, do we all remember when he was hurt in Seattle and he was doing the pregame stuff and it was like a Monday night game or Sunday night game and he's doing it versus air and he's like pretend like he's talking yes, to yes. you know, guys. Yeah, he got down on his knee. He got yes. down on his knee, was doing the huddle. It was just like overboard, right? And that, that to me was too much. So he certainly has that in him. I don't mind that. Look, you're, it's, it's part of your conditioning too. True. And we're trying to hopefully he stays thin, Russ, a little yeah. bit, right? And so it's part of your conditioning, right? You know, finish all the way to the end zone, and uh, was he playing it up a little bit? Of course he was. He was having it. Of up. course he was. Uh, but I'm a okay with that one. Um, I'm not going to read too much into it. I, I, I like that he's finishing, and and certainly you're going to see a few more of those during training camp when he gets out, and it's a little bit of conditioning also. Our analysis of training camp 2023 is presented by Rox Rocks Heating and Air. What did you make? Of now, we never connected on this, so I have no idea what your initial yeah. thought was. But Sean Payton bangs a Yui and drives back to the a scene of the crime of the uh, of the, the the USA Today piece and does a full Mia Copa and actually uses it as a teaching tool to the team. I know you were over there at the press conference. What did you think? Can I give you a little context on Tuesday night when he did his first story with Jared Bell, the gambling story, yeah. right, and ripping the NFL. James Merrillat and I were on Denver Sports tonight, and James was all mad about it, and I said, I love it because this is a coach who is standing up for his player. Even though he made a mistake, he's saying the literature, the policy from the NFL is not enough. Who knew that was just the appetizer? Because Thursday's story blew Tuesday's story out out of the water. 
and Sean Payton goes nuclear on Nathaniel Hackett and, to some extent, George Payton and Damani Leach, which is a whole different can of worms. And then today, he's apologizing, and that's leading every national show. So Sean Payton now, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Sean Payton has been the talk of the NFL three of the last four days. That is The fun. gambling ripping, the Hackett ripping, the apology. Guys, this is already like the, the, the top story going. That <laughs> Sean Payton put on his analyst hat too much and walked it back. I'm going to say what I said Tuesday. I love it because at least we now have a coach with a little bit of fire, a little bit of a backbone. When's the last time a Broncos coach you felt like truly had fire? Like you would run through a wall for that guy. Would you run through a wall for Nathaniel Hackett? No. Would you run through a wall for Vic Billy Fangio? Turner would. <laughs> <laughs> Billy yeah. Turner would. Yes. Would you run through a wall for Vic Fangio? No. Would you run through a wall for Vance Joseph as a head coach? The leader of men? Maybe. The last coach they had that I'd run through a wall for is maybe Gary Kubiak. Uh, I'm glad they have that back, that fiery. And you know what? If you fly off the handle every once in a while, that's better than you're scared of your own shadow like Hackett was. Yeah. You know, I, I talked to someone that knows Sean Payton pretty well. Okay, in the last 24 hours. And he said, maybe prepare for silence for three weeks, and then something's dropping. And then silence for a week, three weeks, and then something. Like, he just he gets stir-crazy. He gets a little stir-crazy. He's got to say something, and, and, and maybe we should get used to it, I guess. I mean, um, you have a couple lattes. Who knows what's going to slip out, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, what did you make of uh, Javante Williams and the way he was moving around out there? You know, I saw him earlier this week when we're not allowed to talk about it, whatever. But his burst was unreal. And I think I can say that safely. I'm not giving anything away. And when he goes to the podium yesterday and says... You know, it's up to the coaches, but I'm ready. I said this last night to Chad Brown on the drive, and he told me to pump the brakes. This is an Adrian Peterson-esque recovery, guys. It will be. This is one of the most remarkable recoveries in NFL history. He shredded three ligaments in his knees in October, and I'm watching him cut and burst the last couple days here at UCL Training, or excuse me, Centura Health Training Center. And it's one of those things where it's, if he has the season we all know he can have, he's in the same breath as what Adrian Peterson well, did well, well, 11, 12 years ago. Well, hold on. I, I need you to slow down on that just a little bit because it wasn't just Adrian Peterson coming back and being healthy. Adrian Peterson, his first season back from the ACL, became the eighth running back of all time to rush for 2,000 yards. I'm talking about the timeline, though. We just watched Jamal Murray sit out 18 months. Yeah. This dude's going to do yeah. it in nine. But we, same but as we say Adrian Peterson type of recovery right. because how he played after he came back. So I just want to, like you know. Rod Woodson came back really soon after an ACL. So did Jerry Rice. But, like, what are you doing on the football field? you got to do something just because you come back. Shoot, I came back in 10 months from an ACL, and that was back like 50 years ago, Will. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. But, 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 but your original point stands. Like, if he is ready, full go, go, week one, 10, 11 months after the injury, gosh, it's it. he'll be ready to go. And it wasn't just the ACL. Go. It was three of them. Yeah. If I had told you on October 5th last year, the day we found out it was three ligaments, hey, come uh, July 28th, you're going to be watching Javante at training camp, you would have told me I was crazy. Yeah, yes, I would have. That's the large. Yes, I would have. Yes, you're I acting like it's the biggest story in sports. I mean, like, come on. I mean, no, Sean Payne's the biggest story in sports. <laughs> second biggest. <laughs> Coach Prime's well, the second biggest story in sports going to the Big 12. Oh, my we'll gosh. We'll call this three. <laughs> well, 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 well played. Uh, our broadcast from training camp 2023 is powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built for tough. Uh, Will Peterson, scra- the scrappy one, is built for tough as well. I have a great trivia question for you guys, but I know we're out of time. Oh, wait, wait, wait well, hold on a or second. Can I do it? Yeah, uh, uh, Not right now. Stick around. Stick yeah. around for, for one more? Sure. Okay. Uh, there was someone else. We're talking about burst. 
someone else out there at practice maybe didn't have the greatest burst that you'd be looking for. And we'll tell you who that was coming up next.